0: And for our scripture reading, we'll turn again to the book of Psalms. This time is Psalm 145. Psalm 145. This afternoon we will continue with the study of the Catechism, looking at the Lord's Prayer. And we'll read this psalm in connection with it. Psalm 145. The praise of David. i will extol you my god o king and i will bless your name forever and ever every day i will bless you and i will praise your name forever and ever great is the lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts i will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty And on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness, and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love him but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. This far the reading of God's word. Let us now also read from the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day 50. We find on page 86 in the back of your Psalters, Lord's Day 50. There we read question 125, what is the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer? The answer is, give us this day our daily bread. That is, be pleased to provide us with all things necessary for the body, that we may thereby acknowledge thee to be the only fountain of all good, and that neither our care nor industry nor even thy gifts can profit us without thy blessing. And therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it alone in thee. Dear congregation, this afternoon we'll be looking at the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. And for our text, we will look at Luke 11 and verse 3, which says, Give us day by day our daily bread. Or in other places it says, give us this day our daily bread. As we've been working through the Lord's Prayer, the first half of the Lord's Prayer focuses entirely on God's honor. The honor of God's name above every name, including our own name. When we say, your kingdom come, we confess and pray for God's kingdom to come, even with a priority over any of our own success. And we pray, your will be done with a priority over our own will everything is for god's glory everything is for god's honor and now the second half of the lord's prayer now switches to focus on supplying our needs and it begins to ask to to say give us and forgive us and lead us when if i would ask you children where does our food come from or if you go around the city and start asking people where does all this food come from you might be surprised that somebody answers that you receive if you've ever heard of Min Kay or read about him he was one of the men from the Yadoni tribe who was involved in the killing of the, the spearing of, of some of the missionaries including Nate Saint and Jim Elliot but later on when he was saved and he was brought into brought to America for a visit they took him to a grocery store and he was astounded at, at the food houses. You could just walk in, there was food all over on the shelves. You could take what you wanted, show a card by the door and take all the food home and eat. He didn't see any, any way how the food was going into there. He just thought these buildings were constantly uh, a, a constant supply of food. And even nowadays, some people don't realize what happens beyond the grocery store for a man like this min k who was used to hunting for his food or growing everything that he had to eat in in the jungles this was a truly amazing experience and so for us here in north america with when everything goes so well and we have the grocery stores to supply our needs uh, we we seem to be able to get everything that we need when we want it and what we want we live probably in the most prosperous time in the world's history but along with that also comes the reality that we begin to forget who ultimately gives us our food. We begin to forget God, our Creator and our Supplier. And He says in Revelation 3 that we are rich and increased in goods and think we have need of nothing, but Jesus says that we do not know that we are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked so here he comes in the lord's prayer and he says and he teaches us to pray give us this day our daily bread and as a catechism explained it, it we are to we are to pray this to withdraw our trust from any creature from any from, from ourselves and anything in this world so that all our trust might be placed in god alone and so our theme for this afternoon is prayer for god's provision prayer for God's provision. And in the first place, we'll see that this is a prayer of daily dependence. A prayer of daily dependence. The Lord's Prayer really teaches us to submit ourselves entirely to God. It, in a way, it places us as a servant before the Lord, ready to receive of Him every, every bidding and every command and to receive everything out of His hand. And this first half of the prayers we, we mentioned really focuses on His interest, His glory, His purpose, and it focuses on, on Him. And in a sense, you stand there then ready as an angel to do His Word. But it also, as a servant, leaves you at His mercy. It leaves you at complete dependence on God. Because serving God is not just an 8-5 to five job, it's not just a one out of seven-day religion that you do, but it means that we serve God every day, every moment. And so it means that if we leave God's will at any time to pursue anything in this world, then we are seeking for our own kingdom and for our own will apart from God and not depending on Him. And nothing that we can do can succeed without His blessing. Psalm 127 reminds us of that. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And so nothing happens without His control and without His power. We, see it, we saw in the last years how the government tried to enact all sorts of measures to, uh, to strengthen the economy and to get the economy up and running again. But then you see the the heat waves, you see the floods, you see the the frost, the fires, the the cool spring, the hail, the avian flu, the Ukrainian war. Everything seems to hamper their efforts. Nothing that we receive from God can profit us without His blessing. And even if we have, even if we can work all our life and and save up such a retirement savings that we could feed thousands of people, but very much like the foolish farmer in Luke twelve he said, If he if he says to you like he does to the fool, this night your soul will be required of you, then who things whose will those things be which you have provided? And so we must also learn with, with Job to say that the Lord has given, and at times the Lord takes away, but always blessed be the name of the Lord. So this really is a prayer of dependence. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this leaves us entirely at the mercy of God. And with this we acknowledge and confess that we can do nothing ourselves, but depend on God alone. Give us this day our daily bread. And then secondly, it brings us to the second thought, a prayer for daily needs. Give us this day our daily bread. And children, why do you think he says bread? Why why does he use something so simple as bread? Well, bread is a very common food around the world. And if we realize that God is in control of everything, then we begin to pray even for the most basic and simple things in our life bread we don't really always think where bread comes from we just expect that it'll be there for breakfast or or lunch and you take it for granted especially children take it for granted that the bread will be there on the table maybe as parents if you make your own bread you realize a little bit more work comes into it or if you're a farmer you realize the grain needs to come from the field but this prayer recognizes that even the most simple and basic things come from god when joseph was in egypt he was sent there and first there were seven years of plenty there was so much grain that they could not eat it all but the lord had him had provided so that they could store it up for those seven years because after those seven years came seven years of of drought of famine and when they could use that was the food that was stored up and he was able to feed his own family and his father's family And we also live in a time of plenty. We live in a time when the grocery stores are full, when our pantries are full, and yet we do not know what will happen in the years to come. And so this teaches us to pray for the basic necessities of our life because we need bread to live. We have also prayed, let your your, your kingdom come. And for that kingdom to come, that kingdom of god comes in the hearts of his people and in order for his kingdom to come in the hearts of his people people need to live and people need bread to live god saves sinners in this life but we also need to be sustained in life and so without people god's kingdom will not advance and so the lord gives not only the spiritual blessings, but the material blessings, the food that we need daily for, for life and health in this world. But also God's people can be so burdened with so many cares every day. We can be pressed down with so many anxious cares of, that we begin to lose sight of God and of, and of Christ. We can be so busy with getting everything done or worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow or what we need tomorrow. And so this prayer also teaches us to cast our burdens upon God every day. It shows us that He is the one who cares for us. That it's out of our control what's going to happen tomorrow. And so this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, teaches us that dependence and that trust. As He teaches us also in Luke 12, that our worry and our anxiety can, can change nothing. We realize that all our work, the many hours we have to work, that we, we need His blessing. We need His help. And so when we learn to pray for the very least, the bread, the basic foods, we begin to pray for everything that is necessary for our body, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, whether it's housing, shelter, freedom, or economy. Someone asked me the other day, or I asked him if they prayed for everything. And he said, well, do I need to pray for a new bike? Or when I consider buying a new bike? See, so often we, can, we, we think all the little things in this life don't need God's guidance and don't need guides, God's prayer or prayer to God. But when we realize that everything is directed by God, our daily bread, then should we not pray for a guidance in everything that we do? And acknowledging God for the smallest and for the most basic, for the bread, acknowledges also our greater need, our spiritual food. When the Lord Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, when He hungered and fasted, when He when He fasted for forty days and He was hungry, Satan tempted Him and said, "Why don't you turn the stones into bread?" But Jesus said, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." That brings us then to our third thought, a prayer of daily faith. A prayer of daily faith. So this is a prayer of daily dependence on God for the basic necessity for body and soul, for life and death. We come to God in faith daily. That's what we read in Psalm 145 in verse 15. The eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. There's an expectation from God. There is a a faith in God, a trust in God that He is the one who supplies. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. As we begin the Lord's Prayer, we say, Our Father who art in heaven. And children, when you when you gather around the table at home, you expect your parents to, to give you food. You expect that they are going to provide for you. Your father works or your parents work and they, they bring home the food. And so it is with our heavenly Father. We come to Him in prayer, expecting Him to supply our daily needs. It's a, it's a prayer of trust, a prayer of faith. And I know an elderly woman now in her her 80s and she remembers even when she was a little girl that she remembers those words as her father prayed them, those those very common words, Our Father who art in heaven. And she realized how much those words meant to her. As she sat there across the table from her father, she saw her her father there at the table and she knew that she could go to him for everything. And she said, then she realized, I have a father here on earth. But I also have a father in heaven who my dad is praying to our father in heaven. And it taught her from a very young age, from the age of three, she remembers that she she learned that she could pray. She could go to her father in heaven whenever she needed and she learned how to pray often. She learned to depend on him for everything. And, and that's what she learned for the rest of her life, whether whether it was through the times of war or the great flood or or through her family life, through her marriage and her children and and through the work. They they learned to depend on God for everything, little and big. And this dependence and this faith was also demonstrated by George Mueller. You remember, I've mentioned it before here, the story where he had all the children sit down even though there was no food in the house, but he prayed to his Father in heaven and he thanked him for the food that he supplied for them, And at that moment there was that knock on the door and the bread and the milk were suppl- supplied. And so we must pray in faith, our Father in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And when we say that our bread, we we, we realize that it doesn't necessarily belong to us even though it's not a rude and selfish prayer. Sometimes you hear people, if you go to, say, Subway, and they they say, give me this or give me that, I need this. But with this prayer, we don't come with demands. We don't have a right to anything. The only thing that we deserve is the wages of sin, which is death. But still, God shows that He's pleased to give us every good and perfect gift only for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the Lord Jesus Christ who went into the wilderness, who was tempted, and for 40 days he fasted when Satan tempted him to turn the stones into bread. And that is when he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There's something more important than the bread on our tables, and that's the Word of God. There's something more precious to our souls then physical bread, and that is the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He fasted because he followed the will of his Father. He could truly pray, Thy will be done. And he did so to obtain the daily bread for his people. When he hung on the cross, he cried out, I thirst, as he bled there under the scorching sun and under the blazing wrath of his Father. Like for our sin. So when we pray this bread, give us this when we pray give us this day our daily bread, we realize that every slice is a gift of God bought by the precious blood of Christ. And so we pray, give us once more this day our daily bread for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, who hungered so we could be filled, who died so we could live that leads us lastly to a prayer of daily habit if there's one thing we can we realize we have a habit to forget to pray And when life becomes busy the first thing we push to the side is prayer we quickly eat our meal and we rush out the door but god reminds us that we need him daily Prayer must be a daily habit. We must ask Him. We must thank Him. In Luke, we read a while ago that our Father in Heaven says His people are worth more than many sparrows. He says He knows what you have need of before you ask Him. He's the one who feeds the birds, even though they don't have storage barns even though they don't labor for their food. And I was reminded of that this past week as I sat in the room with my own father. And as we looked out the window, and as I looked over the grass, you could see that the grass was littered with leaves, with broken branches, with pine needles. And across the road, we could see a cornfield that was nothing was left of the cornfield, but about six or eight inch stalks. Because earlier that morning a hailstorm had come through and had wiped out all the crops and all the gardens, had, des- had destroyed houses, uh, the siding, and the shingles, the windows. And as we were sitting there looking out, seeing the damage, what was there? All the little sparrows hopping over the ground. They were they were foraging among all the debris. And now when when you looked at them, it seemed that they are having a feast. They, they, they seemed to be, it seemed that they never had so much food in, in a long time. And I don't know if the, if the broken branches or the, the leaves opened up some food source for them, but they were, they were feasting there on the ground. Your Heavenly Father knows what you have need of before you ask. And He provides abundantly. Even though somebody's storms can be so devastating that it can wipe out crops in a moment, God is the one who provides, and He knows what He is giving. And in the storms of our life, who knows what food source God is opening up for you, especially spiritually. I've known, I've spoken to farmers who've had their crops destroyed no no crop insurance and yet in some different way on their farm god blessed them abundantly to make up for what was lost god supplies in a special way but then especially spiritually what is god opening up for your soul at these times for those who trust in him and so this prayer must become a daily habit for us a habit that teaches us many traits Many, if this prayer, it teaches us a number of things. And first we see that this prayer will teach us the habit of, of diligence. Diligence that we can, when we can go to work every day to obtain our, our bread by, by a lawful means, by an honest means that God has given us. We pray for God's blessing on our work. This, work, this teaches us to be diligent and faithful in our calling that God has given if we pray for God to give us our daily bread and that we receive it as a gift from, from God through Jesus Christ, should that not motivate us to be diligent and faithful and not to be lazy or dishonest in our work? Doing everything is unto the Lord. But it should also give us patience in our daily work, careful how we spend our money, and frugal, be, be, be wise in what the Lord gives us. To be patient in adversity when trouble comes, also looking for the Lord's guidance and help through these trials. It should teach us patience, content—sorry, contentment, contentment with what God gives us to do. Even children, contentment with the work that our parents give us to do at home, or the work that we ourselves receive as adults. Contentment with whatever we have, even if it's a lot or a little, if we own it or or, or receive it to use it. Everything that we have comes from the Lord. It's been given as a gift. Contentment, as Proverbs said, better is a little with the fear of the Lord and great treasure with trouble. And as Paul said to Timothy, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Israel had rain, or manna rain from heaven. Manna and quails. God there literally supplied their daily bread. Every day that manna rained from heaven. Every day those quails came. And yet they complained and they murmured. But he teaches us to be content with what God provides. And it teaches us humility. Humility because our natural, dep- our natural tendency is to be demanding. But this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, teaches us humility. It's God who is the fountain of all good. Every blessing that we receive from Him is undeserved. If you wonder, if you think, why do we have clean drinking water when so much of this world does not? Why do we have these basic blessings that much of the world needs? Does it give us humility? We pray this day because we can be so preoccupied with what, what, hap- what can happen tomorrow or next year. But it should give us a habit of thankfulness. Thankfulness for what God does give. Either the talents and the gifts He has given us, the ability. Or the prosperity in this nation. Even Psalm 75 says that exaltation or promotion comes neither from the east nor the west nor from the south. But God is a judge. He puts one down and exalts another. And so this teaches us also the habit of benevolence, of remembering the poor. We pray, give us this day our daily bread. We pray not only for ourselves, for our own needs, but for those around us, particularly the needy, the poor. And the Lord uses means. The Lord uses the means of the rich to be able to give to the poor, to supply their needs. It doesn't rain manna out of heaven for them, but the Lord uses other Christians, other people, to, to supply the needs of those who are not as well off. And so it teaches us compassion, not only for the poor, but also for the unbelieving, that the Lord would reach their hearts, the God who supplies their daily need, both physically and spiritually, that they may realize that all every gift comes from God. But now they fight against the only way of salvation. And so we're supposed to feed even our enemies. as we think of how we pray this prayer. It's not a prayer just to be repeated, but it is good to pray at times. How do we pray this prayer? Do we just rush through it without thinking of these words? Or does it make us pause in amazement at what the Lord is teaching us? At the goodness of God who gives us our daily bread, who remembers that we are dust, That we cannot breathe without His will. And yet He supplies us every good and perfect gift. Our Father in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Amen.